My name's George Boutsalis. And I'm Ricky Liorti. We're the Pals Podcast. And we're back. Yeah, guys, welcome back. It's been a... You know, it's been a hot minute since we've done a, a podcast. We've, uh, me and Georgie, have been taking some time off the uh, last couple of months to work on casts, as most of you would already know. But uh, we're going to give you a quick rundown on what we've been up to the last three, four months and uh, kind of tell you about the road trip and some of the other exciting things we've done. Yeah. It's been a while. It and we've never really told the whole story of the road trip. And it's yeah. actually crazy to think about what we did. Feels like a long time ago. It does. Feels like an eternity ago. On a side note, too, nobody can see this, but the the office, the, the studio has gone under a little bit of redesign or reconfigure. What would, yeah, reconfiguration? Yeah. A lot of room in here. Um, my pal Rick gets fired up about this stuff, and he's got some. He had some big ideas for the for the Pals podcast in 2022. You know, it's crazy. Big things. Wait, when was our first ever episode? Two years ago. No, but what day? It's gonna be hard to find out. Instagram no, will tell us. No, it's probably it's probably it's almost exactly two years ago. We're about to find 2019, out. 2019, and it would have been like January 12th or it would or have been seven, 16th or something. I think I remember. I'm gonna find it. I'm actually. Are you scrolling back, Danielle? Yeah. So while Danielle's doing that, shout out to our lovely manager, Danielle. We got her a nice setup here. We got the the monitors. She can fact check, keep us accountable, and um, helping us do big things this coming year. But yeah, it's it's almost two years since we started this podcast. And we didn't really take a single break. We took what well, the break, obviously everyone, not everyone. We took a break the be- uh, during COVID when it first hit and shut down. We wanted to be safe and everything. And, um, and then from that point on, I don't think we ever took a break again, except for if we were ever on like vacation or away. No, we didn't even, we didn't miss an episode. We released two episodes a week from basically, I think it was late April is when we started. So we took a break at the beginning of March during COVID and we had Jonathan Rosario right before COVID or your sister. I can't remember. No, Jonathan Rosario was the last guy. Yeah. And then we took like a month break during COVID when the world was in this like kind of crazy shit storm. Yeah. And then we started back up in April. We were doing virtual and we released two a week until August when we took our break. I think we missed one episode in that whole like year and a half. Yeah. Wow. What was the date? January 12th, 2021. So when this is released, it'll probably be. I don't know why I looked at my watch. Like there was a clock on it. This will be released almost on the two year anniversary. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty exciting. It is. So, Thank you guys any, for listening. If you've been around since day one, we appreciate you. Yeah. Anybody tuning in that heard that first episode, drop us a DM. We'll send you a present. Psych. No, we um, will send you something. We got a couple shirts. Left. Actually, you know what? We got a lot of merch. So yeah, yeah DM us. We got us. a ton of merch. <laughs> Not pals ca- merch, but yeah, we got some new cast merch. A lot of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, it's uh, it's exciting. Fresh start of the year, twenty twenty two. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, good things come this year. But I've I'm optimistic. I think it's gonna be a good year. I'm pretty excited about twenty twenty two. I agree with you on that. I honestly really think so. And again, like I've fortunately have been healthy and, and happy and all that stuff and didn't suffer any adverse things, touch wood, thankfully. Uh, 2021 was a good year, but I think 2022 is going to be better. And I'd agree with you on that. Yeah. I think it, 2021, it ended, it was very bittersweet the way 2021 ended. Uh, but that being said, I feel like 2022 is just, you know, things are looking in the right direction. Yeah. A lot of good stuff coming up, but anyways, we'll uh, we'll dive into it. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. We don't know kind of we don't have a structure for it. But as uh, as my pal said in the intro, we're back and we're we're back to going to two times a week. We have uh, a lot of big guests lined up, a lot of exciting things. Uh, yeah, we just want to chat and talk to all you guys, all our pals, and and uh, 
don't know, share some experiences and see what everyone's up to and all that good stuff. Yeah, so, well, well, let's start off by talking about the road trip. Yeah, the the cast the cast road. What do we call it Operation, Operation Charlie Tango. Yeah, Operation Charlie Tango. Operation Charlie Tango. So we start, and Danielle was actually part of it at the beginning. Danielle and, and George's girlfriend Becca were with us at the very beginning, and we did. It was basically a fifty day ish trip. Yeah, give or take fifty days. Yeah, forty seven fifty ish, give or take. And we basically took a thirty six foot brand branded RV from Toronto all the way down to Florida, from Florida down the southern coast of the U.S. to Texas. Then from Texas back home to Toronto, forty-five days, probably what, like four thousand kilometers, yeah, maybe so more. I lot. don't know. A lot of kilometers, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of driving, a lot of fun, a lot of you know annoying arguments and tiredness and crappy meals and shit. But kinda overall, mi- it was amazing. Kind of miss it if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was a lot of fun. Um, what was the best part of the road trip for you? Well, we're jumping in there already. All right. Well, then we'll um, go back and forth, right? I feel like we'll cover the best most part of, of the road trip. Uh, man, it's hard to say. The most thing that the thing that I thought was like I was the most I'm grateful for, besides I get to spend with friends and all that, is getting to see that many football games in a short time. Like the world here, uh, you know. I'm not even you know we're not I'm not embarrassed to say this. I speak for myself. Whatever. Like when we were down there with September. September into October and like early September, I, I don't think there was like, I can't remember exactly where the state of the world was here, but the borders were closed and there definitely wasn't like sporting events happening in, or like at least mass ones. Maybe the Jays were playing. Uh, yeah, Jays were in August, or, but it was limited capacity and you had to wear masks. Yeah. So getting to go to the States and um, like getting to live, I want to say like in some semblance of like a normal life, that was cool. But just like getting to be in, in like, we saw opening weekend. We saw opening weekend of football in Washington. We played Washington versus Chargers. Yep. That was awesome. Terrible stadium. And terrible. I will say that on the record. And you know what the funny thing is? I'm actually kind of proud of this. My TikToks are terrible and I'm off TikTok now. But I made a TikTok when I was at the stadium about how bad it was. Because like the food stands were sold out. Um, the just lines the, were terrible. Yeah, terrible. The, just the the sewage. Could, everything was awful. But that's the point. Is that that sewage video on Barstool was the same game we were at and I posted my video like in the at the game still saying this is the worst stadium ever. That sewage thing happened in the fourth quarter after my video was posted solidifying the fact that it is the worst stadium in football yeah. and that team is hot trash. Well, we never told the story how they actually sent us uh, that letter. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, can we yeah, talk? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we can talk about it. For sure. Uh, so we were obviously promoting cast at the tailgate. We had our branded RV and we parked in a lot that was not for RVs. Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't. Well, we asked the guy, "Can we park here?" And they he kind of said, said "No," but yeah, yeah. the RV lot somewhere else. We're like, "We're not. We're gonna be here for just one game. Yeah, like, was, please give us a break. It's busiest here. We just want to, like, you know, we have our startup, and they let us. They said, "Yeah." They're like, "You're good. Yeah. Go ahead." They said, "Yeah." And then when we got there, we weren't even really working. We just had like we were open up. Anyone who came by, we gave them free drinks. We asked them to download the app. But it's not like we were running around soliciting like, like some of the other things we did. No, we were just kind of hanging out, having a good time, like hanging out, drinking. We made friends with the people beside us too, so we were hanging out with them, eating. We gave well, people merch, and they came in. They, well, what's yeah. this about? Like, we're like, here, have some stuff. Like, we weren't running around like crazy. We like we weren't, solicit- we weren't soliciting yeah. business. We just like it's a giant billboard, basically. So we parked it there. That's it. Anyone came up and asked. The guys next to us I actually have one of the guys on Twitter still. I'm gonna I'll message him. Listen to this episode. Um, they were making food next to us, 
And they like started talking to us. We gave them like you know some merch, and you know we traded like gave drinks or whatever. They gave us food. Like it was normal, normal tailgate. We actually should have been working harder, but we were just lazy and excited. It was football. The home opener. We were excited that we were actually taking a break because that was that was like a week and a bit. Was DB there? Two weeks in, yeah. Yeah, so DB DB was there. there. It was after the whole ordeals, which we'll get to at the beginning part of the trip. But like, yeah, we were having a good time. Yeah. So then one of the guys who works for Washington football team, actually, they're announcing their new name soon, actually. It's yeah. coming up, uh, I think, next month. Trash. Uh, yeah, trash. Washington trash team. Um, so a guy came up. He's like, what's this all about? So we told him. We gave him the pitch. He loved the idea. He's like, oh, we can use this internally, blah, blah, blah. We're like, sick, all excited. And then a week later, two weeks later, they send us a letter from their lawyer saying, hey, you got to make sure you never come back here. Please acknowledge that you got this. If you come back here, we're going to call the police and we're going to get you towed off site and press charges. And we're like, basically a cease and desist. Letter. Yeah, it like, was insane. That. And, uh, we're like, we didn't know how they knew. And then we realized that we thought back and Ricky gave him a card. They wrote their information down, but well, remember they took up cause they took a picture of the flyer that we gave them with my contact. Yeah. Yeah. On. Yeah. Anyways, we didn't do anything harm harmless, but regardless that stadium sucks. Yeah. So we'll never, we took like, we don't want to be spiteful cause you gotta, you know, take the high road, but We'll never go back to that stadium again. So don't worry, Washington. It's a shame because I do like Washington as a city. Yeah, you've been a few times. Yeah, I've been twice, and I lo- I've loved it both times. Actually, me and my mom were supposed to go the year when COVID happened, so 2020. The mother-son trip was going to be Washington that year. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've never been. I've been when I was a kid, like to D.C., but I haven't been back since. Well, it's like the museums are crazy. Like The White House is very underwhelming. Like Yeah. It's can't oh, do anything. Yeah. Just stare at it. Well, it's it's just not big. Yeah. Like you in the movies, you're like it's this massive thing. It's like no, you kind of just drive by and it's there, and that's it. Yeah. I'm like what? Yeah. Mind you, like um, Capitol, Capitol Hill, and Capitol Hill is, is crazy cool. Like that big oh, lawn. Oh, Capitol. Where sorry, they, you meant I think I meant here compared to no, in Canada. one yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even the the lawn where they the do the inauguration and stuff yeah, is the cool. Capitol so Capitol Mall, whatever it's called. Uh, what's the that big um, pointy thing? Lincoln Memorial. No, that's the. Uh, it's that big stick. It's a something mall. I don't know the name. It's the mall. Well, anyways, mall. whatever. It is cool. Washington's a good it. city. So we're not, we're, we will uh, not be watching any Washington football games anytime yeah. soon. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was my favorite part. We'll talk about the rest of the football games. Washington, Washington Monument. Monument. That's it. Um, what was your favorite part? My favorite part? Uh, it's tough. Like, football games were obviously cool. The Monday Nighter, me and you saw. That, oh, that was so, the, okay. So like, that's the best game yeah, we saw. We'll talk was, about it. We'll save that one for later. Yeah, we'll save that for the end. That was trip, a good yeah, one. Because that was a, go- a good way to kind of end off the road trip. Um, and Derek Henry coming back. Yeah. Shout out. So I think the coolest part for me was just being able to see as many schools as we saw. Like, you know, I can confidently say like when people talk about UConn, you know, the women's basketball team at UConn, like we went to UConn and got chased off by like campus security, which was super cool. Not cool, but like looking back, it's a cool story to have. Uh, you know, we got to go to Texas A&M. We got to go to University of Mississippi State, which still to this day has the most beautiful people, men and women, just beautiful people all over the place. There. Yeah, Ricky felt Ricky just lo- fell in love with that school. I fell in love with that school instantly. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it's really nice. Like, and it was a really cool vibe. Like the frat houses there were crazy cool. It's so hard. Like, it's such a loaded question asking like, what the favorite part was because like which we'll get into these things. It may be hard to recount every single event this whole episode, but like the thing is to even the beginning, which you should probably start there too. Like even the beginning when everything went wrong, it was still amazing because like, I guess to preface all this, like it was such a grueling trip. And not to say like, you know, we suffered, but it, like it's just a lot of like mundane and like, like you're driving so far every day to get to schools. And there's like, only two of us driving too. It's not like we would be four or five people on the RV at one time, but it's just me and George driving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when you're driving, it's not like you can text and drive or phone call and drive. It's like, no, you, you're driving a 36-foot, like, tin box. You Your have head's to on a swivel attention. at all yeah. times. You have to watch every little thing. And then remember when you were driving in New York? 
how tough oh, that was. Yeah. Or Philly, yeah. those side streets in Philly, yeah, like yeah, crazy. Yeah. And that's the thing too is like, like the, it was. I won't say it's like the. Um, I won't say it's the hardest thing I've ever done personally, but it was the most like tiring. I think it's exhausting. And like you, you go through these highs and lows. Like we, you know, you to get across the border, we were going for business, so we were allowed to go, but it was so subjective and based on the person we were talking to. So like. The guy, like, it was at their discretion. And the first guy we got was a bit of a, like, a little bit tougher on us, whatever. Didn't, get, like, didn't show any leeway or, you know, remorse. I guess not remorse, but any um, compassion to our cause. And uh, we got stopped at the border. So, like, that was super discouraging. But then we got across and we were, like, riding this ultimate high. And then we hit Buffalo University. And, like, we did, like, what, a few hundred downloads that day. Uh, like, and it was, was our like, best day. And, like, we're, like, holy shit. This is amazing. And it got better and better. But the thing, it was so hard because, like, every time we had an amazing day, something went wrong. Something was tired. Like, it was just, you couldn't, there was always a good with the bad. So you could never just enjoy the moment and relax. Yeah. It was never, like, 72 hours of high. It was, exactly. like, six hours of high. We got over the border. Boom. We run out of water the next day. We get water. Boom. We break the RV. Uh, I did exactly. want to talk about getting over the border because that's a big thing and we never really fully discussed it. And the whole story behind it is that, we knew we were getting over one way or the other. There was no doubt in our mind that we weren't getting over. Yeah. But everybody said, you're not getting over. The borders are closed. You're not essential. You're not essential. Well, the, the trick to this is, is that you need to prove why your business, it's essential for your business to go to the States. It's not, is your business essential? Why is it essential for your business to go into the States? And when we got there, we spoke to a lawyer beforehand and they said, don't bring too much paperwork because you're gonna, they're going to think you're trying to outsmart them. When in reality... When we got there, they said, okay, you need all the paperwork in the world. Yeah. Like, they told us the to, exact opposite. Like, you know, we only one sheet, and they're like, what is this? Yeah. They're like, where are you going? What are you doing? And we told them everything. Okay, we need this in paper. Yeah. And then remember, we said, okay, if we bring all this documented in on paper, are we getting over? They're like, well, it's dependent on the person. And we're like, if you're the person and we come back with all this, are you going to let us in? He's like, well, maybe. That was the biggest thing. And I, I think, like, the good thing is, is like, you know, that's why we, we like the way we do business. We're very similar in that sense. Yeah. We have differences, but we're similar in that. Like we don't like ambiguity. Like, oh, maybe we're both of a belief. Like, you know, fake it till you make it. And you have to try the answer. There's always like, you know, if you don't ask the answer, always know all those things. But the one thing you can't have is like, you can't roll the dice. When you start getting answers from somebody, you have to make sure you're clear. And like, you know, everyone's saying you're not going to get over it. Sure. Like it was subjective. And the guy we first had started talking to Ricky like two hours. And like, Rick's like, yeah, like we have all this stuff. Then I came up and I'm like, we have all this stuff. Can we just like give, we just, we'll tell you. And they're like, no, you need a paper. So to Ricky's point, we're like, um, I, we both said, we're like, listen, you're telling us what we need. Because they kept saying, you know, you need proof of uh, meetings. You need to bring, show you're bringing business in. You need to show that you're not selling good, whatever it was. So I was like, okay, if we get all of that for you, will we get over? They're like, well, mo possibly. And he wasn't giving a straight answer. But I said, look, I don't need a yes, we're going to get over. Like, I know you need to see the documents first. But if I come back here with all that stuff, you're not going to say, oh, I need this next sheet. I'm like, just tell me everything you want to see. So I come here, you don't know, turn me away. And like, that's, I guess, I have to like give a lesson here. But that was one of the things too, is like, you always got to make sure people are clear, especially in that case. Like, we weren't being combative. We weren't being rude. We weren't trying to no, push we're our luck. we super polite. Too yeah, much. we're just like, listen, just tell us what you want to see. We'll bring it all over. We're like, we're the owners of the business. So we're like, everything we're telling you is what we're going to go and print out for you and type out. And I was like, we could go in the RV in the parking lot at the border and print it. It'll take, take, or like uh, email it. It'll take 10 minutes. They made us drive back to Canada. And then we were like, Man, that was that was such a stressful and like but and, and Danielle and Becca both he, with us like the way we handled that I think it it was so like it was just well done. We took time. We regrouped. We went to that random racetrack in uh, Perry Sound or racetrack. 
Uh, remember, we were parked in a racetrack or like a dog oh, racetrack. What was yeah, it called? yeah, yeah, yeah. Near, near the border. And we sat down. We're like, okay, let's let's everyone sit down. Let's regroup. Let's decide what we need. Who's going to do what? So I remember one of the girls is like looking at where we're going to eat and where's the closest staples that we can print it off. Me and you are writing down the list of everything we need yeah. and dividing. Okay, you're going to do this. I'm going to do this. And we, we went to Denny's. We ate. We started typing things off. We had a list of everything we needed. We went to Staples, printed off everything, came back. And again, it was still a good, what, hour and a half? Yeah. Oh, no. To review no, the we were there a long time. The oh, time. oh, the, the review. Yeah. yeah. We, we took like, we were like four hours yeah. at Denny's or something. Or three we hours. Three hours. And then plus the Staples parking lot printed. It was a long time. We didn't yeah. get back to the border because we first got there at like... Uh, One-ish? Yeah. yeah. And we didn't get back till like 8, 9 yeah. p.m. And then we didn't get over till 10, 30-ish, yeah. give or take. One of the other things too, which we like, we won't speak of all the details because part of the thing is too, like again, it was subjective. Someone might listen to this and say, you guys were trying to fake it and scam it, whatever. At the end of the day, you can have your opinion of whether you think we're essential or not. That's not what we were talking about. The point, one of the things to take away from this is like, for us to make cast help it to succeed and give it the best opportunity to succeed, we had to. This was part of the plan. We had to do it. We also were trying to seek U.S. investment. We were also trying to, you know, help establish a footprint with universities because they were going back to school. Like there was a lot of pieces that made us. It made it essential for our business and to raise the next round of capital. We were looking to raise from a U.S. VC. So you can say you're Canadian. You 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 faked your way. It doesn't matter. I'm, we're not going to debate that. We didn't need to do what's best for our business, and we were trying to bring business into the states and establish, you know, another office down there potentially where we can hire people there and give jobs. So we just had to prove that. And then once we did that, they said it was sufficient. Um, but the biggest thing too is like there's two things that I took away from this, and I want to ask you as well. Um, the b- first thing was like you again, and this goes to actually this is like a Ricky thing. You if you don't ask and you don't like dive in and take a chance, you're gonna you're just you're gonna assume the answer is no, and you're not gonna get anywhere. Like. You get a little resistance or a little pushback, which we did on this trip, and we can tell a million stories about everywhere we got oh, yeah. stopped. Like you have to be willing to, like you know, push to the last, exhaust every option before you f- admit defeat. And we, if we didn't do th- because we did that, we were successful. The second thing is, is that we are lucky that we have a lot of good friends and resources that we could call on, both Canadian, U.S., everybody. Yeah. We basically went through our, you know, metaphorical Rolodex and and said, who can we call on to help us here? We had friends, we have friends who are lawyers and people who are investors in the states, people who just have tried getting across the border before. So we called everybody and said, okay, what did you do? How can we do it? Can you help us? And we have great friends and great people around, like all over the place that were, that came uh, came running to help a hand, yep. whether it was advice or putting their name down and stand, you know, giving us their Tony Jr. giving us their backing, their approval, like yep. their uh, their support. So, like you know, if the border said you know they need to call someone, they could have called them. Yep. Um, so I think like we're very grateful for all our friends and connections that we have, and for anybody that you know ever in a bind, um, you should never be scared to call on like. Um, Ask for help or a favor from friends as long as you're willing to reciprocate it to down the road. So it's not like, you know, just when you need something. But, uh, yeah, we're very grateful to all our friends that helped out one way or the no- another. You know who you were because we would have called you and, and, and asked for some yeah, help there. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to say that because, like, that's one of the things we wouldn't have got. Only would have got on over just alone. Like, it was a combination of our kind of a little bit of everything. Will to go. The girls provided some creativity and some opinions, too, and, and our friends who helped us yeah, out. So a full team effort and. Like you said, the basic it's don't just if someone says no, okay, yeah, there's obviously hard no's in situations where hard no's are hard no's. But if there's a will, there's a way. And if you like just think, oh, someone said no, I can't do it. It's like think outside the box, think of creative ways to do, it. think about ways around it. Because you if you're just gonna accept a no every time you get a no, then you're not gonna get very far in life, in my opinion, or you're not gonna be able to do things 
differently or do things that have never been done because you're always going to face adversity. You're always going to face no's. It happens all the time. And, you know, one of my famous, like, kind of sayings or lines that I love is that, you know, there's always a chance. Like, you remember the one story I think I've told on this podcast. Dumb and Dumber, baby. Yeah, like, so <laughs> you're saying there's, there's a chance, right? Like, tell me there's a chance. Little things like that. There's always a chance. But um, kind of moving on from that now, let's talk about the how we destroyed the RV. Yeah, we can already talk about that this, Yeah, it's been long enough, and they are, we fixed it. So um, you want me Should to tell, tell that story? Let's or? tell it. It's a great story. So I'll tell it then. Fuck it. it. So we were in Boston. And it's raining. We're trying to keep it like not yeah. too crazy long. So it's about it's it's raining. The vibes are kind of low because we hadn't showered a couple of us because we ran out of water. Vibes are very low. Yeah, vibes are very low. It's raining. We go to Boston uh, College and it's dead. Not a person on campus. So we go to Boston. You we find this great parking spot right outside that building. I forget yeah, what it was. It's a booth something building. Yeah, but it was like street parking. Yeah. yeah, it was perfect. It's raining. We open up the awnings and we got the music. I remember Danielle was dancing on those like chair uh, the benches and the bricks or uh, the um, stones out there. So the vibes are good. We have our we, best. Sorry, we we like the vibes were no because like the vibes would have been bad, but like you and Danielle manufactured the vibes. Yeah. Like you guys like we created. Yeah, like it would have we would have sucked that, that day because people were time. miserable. People had umbrellas. They were walking. It was orientation week. Nobody wanted to talk to us. Nobody. Now go ahead. Yeah. And so we turned the music up. We're having a great time. We have a record breaking day. That was our best day ever for all numbers. It was like new users, questions answered, questions created, like all metrics. Time on app, everything. Everything was amazing that day. So we're feeling good. So it's like 5 p.m. Okay, we got to go. We have to leave. We just had a great day. We got to we gotta wrap up. We got to go. So I get in. We, we close up everything. I get in the driver's seat. I look over at Georgie. He's in the past. I'm like, yo, we good to go? He's like, yeah, we're good. I start driving away, and all you hear is like, <laughs> and I just remember looking at George, and George looks out at the window, and he's like, the, the awning. And we're like, yeah, fuck. And I remember you opened the door, and you looked at me, you're like, it's fucked. <laughs> And I was like, how bad? You're like, no, no, it's bad. I was like, fuck. We get outside, we look, and the awning's kind of like hanging on by one of its arms, and the other arm's like almost completely off. And it was bad. Because it's like 6 p.m. now, 5.30. We're in downtown Boston. And if you've ever been to Boston, it's not like you're in Florida or Texas where the roads are big and there's like a lot of space. Like, no, it's like downtown Toronto. There's no space. There's nothing you can do. So we're Googling mechanic shops repair shops and everything's closing and we don't even like the place we called for the rv wasn't even open so we don't even know what we're doing remember we pulled up to that random mechanics place it's pouring rain a lebanese guy he was actually a nice guy but he couldn't do anything nice guy just couldn't help us so then me and george were like hey let's go to home hardware we'll figure this out ourselves like we we always do and we get to home hardware and my home depot and the Awning is again. Remember, it's barely hanging on at this point. Well, we what we did was so we could cl- like it could close, but the way we kind hit, of and also so what we hit was like a street. Did you say that already? Like a yeah, street, street sign. sign yeah. yeah. So it, like the one arm was kind of like broken. So like it if a, if an awning opens like a, like a tent canopy, like it folds down, it could fold all the way back up, but it was hanging out by like two feet or maybe the, three. The, the, the front arm. The arm, yeah, like three feet, which is a lot. Like, taking a turn or in this thing, you have to be so tight. It's like driving a bus. So you look, we just lost three feet of turn space and all yeah. that. So it closed in, but not all the way. So and even we, at the top, it was kind of falling off. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. So so then we're like in panic mode. We go to Home Depot, Home Hardware, whatever, and we we buy straps. We buy some tools. And this is Hurricane uh, Ida. Hurricane Ida. So we're on top of the RV, just miserable. And again, remember, we had two of us hadn't showered at this point yet. We're four days in, three or four days in, no shower. And we're not eating well either. So we get there, we try and fix it. We couldn't figure it out. So we park there overnight. 
And then who who ended up finding Jeremy? Was it you, me, one of the girls? One of us called. I don't know. We got it on. We, we were just like calling every RV repair <laughs> shop in that area. Because it was like it was like six p.m. too when everything happened. It was pouring rain, so nobody was willing. To, the guy we talked to was. This is the night before. Wasn't willing to get on the RV, so that's why I went to Home Depot. And the worst part was we had a record-breaking day, so we were planning to go have like go to a bar, have a nice drink. Because it was Thursday or Friday. Too. Exactly, like, yeah. we were pumped. And it was as night. we leave, we the they just everything that the, the the we just got deflated. We're like, this is we're this is game over. Never mind that. That was the first day we caught up because the border slowed us down. So we were finally on track. Had the best day. Everything's going right, and then immediately goes wrong. Oh. Mind you, it's our fault. There's no one to blame but us. Yeah, no. And it's both of us because we were both fired up. We get in as soon as it started. We like. Game over. Um, but then the next day, yeah, we found, um, what were they called again? Man's RV. Shout out to Man's RV. Jeremy, it's I'm going to send you this episode. Thank you so much. You where was up. it again? It was in- um, Connecticut. Yeah, but it was in- um, Yeah. If you're the city. Well, it also took us off route because we were supposed to go to MIT and Harvard the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, lost we had to leave Boston to go there. So we ended up doing UConn because it was only an hour away from Man's RV. These guys at Man's RV, I think the best people, we called them and- where? Rutland, Rutland, Massachusetts. We called them, and I, I was on the phone with them first, and I said, can you do this? He goes, not, he goes, it's, uh, it was before Labor Day weekend. It was, the, it was the Thursday before Labor Day. And he goes, I have so many RVs to get ready. You couldn't give me a million dollars. And I kind of laughed. I was like, listen. And it was this guy, Jeremy. And I was like, Jeremy, come on. It, I don't have that, but you're telling me I would, if I gave you a million dollars, we're going to take it? He goes, all right, okay. I, maybe I misspoke, but I can't do it. I was like, I'm like, is there any chance? Like literally anything. I'm like, we'll pay you. Like whatever you need, we just need to get this fixed. He's thinking, he's like, okay, let me see. He's thinking about it. He's like, okay, you know what? Bring it over. Let me see. In the meantime, I'm going to look. Because these arms cost, apparently like each one brand new was like a couple. Three, no, it was like 500 bucks each arm. No, no, it was a thousand bucks each arm. Each brand each new, arm, yeah. brand new. But he goes, and then he's, we're starting to talk a bit. He's getting nicer. Riggy's talking to him a little. He's like, all right, you guys are good guys. Bring it over. He goes, I might have a spare one too. So we get there. We didn't really take it for a ride. Like we knew we were at his mercy. He could he could have said $5,000. Yeah, we had no, there's nothing we we had no choice. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll fix it. We start shooting the shit with him. We're all getting along. He gets us fill up our water, drain the tanks, fixes some stuff we broke off as well inside, changes the arm. He's like, all right. What is, he's like, no, no. Then he says, then they offer us Chinese for that. Yeah, Why they you? offered us lunch. That was the nicest. They're place. like, you guys are waiting here. We're like, no, we have stuff. Don't worry. He's like, we're ordering Chinese. What do you, you guys, guys need want? to go shower? Use the bathroom. The nicest humans I've ever, especially knowing that he, they had us at their mercy. Yeah. Then some of the nicest people we have, I can say we've ever met in our lives. I think so. Yeah. And he comes in the end, fixes everything, fixes our window that the locks broke, all this stuff. He's like, all right, listen, just give me some cash. What do you guys have? Charged a couple hundred bucks. I think it was three hundred bucks. Yeah, and I'm and like, I was like, are you sure? Arm. I'm like, are you, including the I'm arm. like, are you sure? He's like, it's fine. My guys did it. You guys are, you guys are good people. Like, I cannot tell you how thankful we are. Um, I, mean, I don't know if we're gonna be able to help that. Man's RV in any way, but if anybody's ever renting an RV or in trouble in Massachusetts, in Connecticut, in that area, go to them. They are just salt of the earth people, and we gave them a couple beers at the end. We had a laugh and. And we ended up, I ended up calling him a couple more times oh, we, too. Yeah, multiple times. I think we times. called him like twice a week moving forward. Yeah. And he was just like the expert in RVs. And he was honestly We'd call, he'd call him. And like, I remember the first one was when the, when the shower heater wouldn't work. And like, we just told him, hey, our heater's not working. Did you check this? Did you no. check the fuse box. Go this, go to the fuse box. Yeah, what do you Underneath see? the closet. We're like, how'd you Two know? minutes, it was done. Yeah. Honestly, like I just, I really respect So, like But that. this this goes to show. So again, high vibes, right? We just got this RV fixed, 300 bucks. We're riding a high. All right, we're in like we're near Connecticut. You know what? Let's take a detour. It's en route to New York. Yeah, yeah. So let's go to UConn. We know they got a massive fo- uh, basketball team for women's basketball. It's got to be a big school. Men's too. Both men's women's are the best. Yeah, women's like they're but like basketballs. They're like thin. Yeah. 
So we get there. Mind you, the, UConn's in the middle of like kind of nowhere. There's nothing around it. There's no like city around it. UConn's UConn. It's like a, it's a campus and that's it. So we get there. We can't find a parking spot. We park in front of the gym. Yeah, the Remember? rec center. Rec center. Yeah, yeah. Got, we open up. We set up shop. Go, you finish. We off did per like we were only there for two and a half hours, three hours. Nice. But that was like maybe even two hours. That was our best. Like based off time spent, the most amount of downloads we ever did. Like we opened up shop, and it was like a swarm of people just coming to the RV. And some you can also see the before we finish the story. You can see that you get there's a vlog that we posted on the on the YouTube channel joincast.co is the YouTube channel, but you can find that on our website. Um, and you can see what it was like. It was a herd of people from all angles ever. People were running at the RV across campus to get. You can see them from every, everywhere we can see. But sorry, continue. And then we get there, and then the guy from the building side was like, "Hey, you got to move. You got to move the RV. This is my building." And I was like. Well, respectfully, like, is it your building? <laughs> like, I manage it. I was like, okay, like, look, just give us like 20 minutes. There's a bunch of people here. Once these people are gone, we'll wrap up and we'll get out of here. We were already killing it. Five minutes later, he comes back out. He's like, you guys got to go right now. We're calling the police. I'm like, are you calling police or campus security? Because there is a big difference. He's like, no, we're calling the police. We're like, okay, okay, fine. We're gone. He's like, you got to move right now. I'm like, okay. So I remember I get in the RV. I leave you guys with like all the extra merch and I drive the RV down the street. And I tried to make a turn to get it into this like open uh, area outside the football stadium where I can park, but I came to a dead end. And the only way to get out of this dead end is to reverse out. Mind you, I'm by myself with a 36-foot RV, so I'm like, yeah, I'm stuck here. So I parked the RV. Vibes are like, whatever now. And we see a bunch of more people. They start following us. Like, hey, you the guys with like the bucket hats, the Viper glass? We're like, yeah, perfect. So I kind of open up, set them up. Then police comes. You guys got to move. I'm like, look, I'm trying to move. We got to get out of here. And he's like, okay, we'll back you up. Perfect. Then George, Becca, and Danielle come back down. So we're like, okay, we're, we're going to get out of here. Just back us out. Mary comes back. Can I see your license? Like, sure, no problem. He's like, what's your story? We're like, look, my cousin goes here. He said we could do no, this. No, he, he, he goes, because I guess someone told him. He goes, yeah. by the way, uh, can I have your license? And you give it to me. He's like, by the way, so who's your cousin? Yeah. And then me and Ricky looks at me, and I'm like, all right, Ricky, you dug us into this. He's yeah. like, he's like <laughs> Rick says to me. Hey, are we keeping this going? Yeah. I was like, I look, I'm like, I was like going with I'm this? In, if you're an I'm in, Rick's like, oh, so so my cousin. And then he'll tell <laughs> So when they first stopped us, they said, where's your permit? I said, look, we don't have a permit because we didn't have a permit at any school. Like, we didn't know where we were going a lot of times. We we're kind of just going with it. Flying by the seat of our pants, pants if yeah, you will. There we go. So I was like, yo, my cousin goes here. He's friends with the student government president. It's all good. Like he said, we're allowed to be here. Look, m maybe they gave us the wrong info. We, we are leaving. So when they come back to get my deal, they're like, by the way, who's your cousin? So I look at George, I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah. He's like, who's your cousin? I'm like, Jimmy Falcone. No, you said, he goes, Jim, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, like, <laughs> Jimmy who? Jimmy Falcone. <laughs> but like, it was crazy because I was looking at Ricky, not even the cop. I was looking at the campus police. I was looking at Ricky and he goes, no, Jimmy police, who? It was police. And he goes, uh, Jimmy Falcone. But the way he said it, like, I don't know. He's pretty believable, but um, you can just tell that you like it was such a snap My answer. Cousin Jimmy. For me, at least knowing it seemed like I'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. But like, what a name. I don't even know how he came up with it. But anyways, they're like, oh, okay, so what does Jimmy Falcone do? And then I remember, yeah, I'm like, oh, he's a third year student in this. And I remember calling DB. I was like, DB, if I call you back, just say you're Jimmy Falcone. I changed his name in my phone quickly, Jimmy Falcone or cousin Jimmy, I think. <laughs> And then we got lucky. They ended up letting us go. So again, vibes high, vibes super low now because this isn't campus security. This is police and they have my ID. So vibes super low. They ended up backing us out. And yeah, we're like, look, we're getting out. We ended up hitting the road. And then the next day was Yale. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, uh, again, I'll, I I just feel like I need to say this. I shouldn't have to say this, but I want to say this. Like, we were not trying to take advantage of anybody or do anything. Like, you know, we you know we got into some binds, and we just were respectful to the people. We got out of there. But the uh, that was the funniest because everyone I told that story after, like my cousin Jimmy, if you're in a bind, just say your cousin, you know, someone cousin named Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, cousin Jimmy will get you out I of it. I think it's from Superbad. Yeah, you know cousin Jimmy. I don't Jimmy, know where the Falcone part came. You know Falcone cousin Jimmy? Part. You look at cousin Jimmy. Yeah. Um, but again, that's like how the story was. It's like we couldn't enjoy the record-breaking day in Boston because we broke the RV. Boom, record-breaking day at U or not record-breaking day at UConn, but like crazy numbers at UConn. Boom, get kicked no, off I, by. Wasn't Poo. UConn our biggest? I, I can't remember. Maybe it was. UConn I, was the biggest. Yeah. It was Boston and UConn. We were progressively getting more and more each day. Yeah, every day, and it was yeah. nuts. And like the conversations, the feedback we were having, people like trying to join the ambassador program it was nuts. And then we went to Yale, and Yale is still one of the nicest like campuses ever. The whole city is super nice. Clean, Pretty, like just, quaint. Yeah, like what's the word like pristine school? Like it's just feels like English almost. Yeah. Like what you picture like a school in London, maybe. Does that mean, no, but like even the whole no, town like, um, itself. Like a small yeah. town, yeah. It was so cool. We get there, we pull up to this random corner, remember? And we just opened up shop and everybody loves it. Boom, run out of merch. We brought enough merch that we thought was gonna last us three weeks. It lasted yeah. four days. Yeah, the beginning was pretty nuts. And and this is all, so this is all like, this is literally like four days, for four days. And we had, I think like five days until we got to uh, New York, New York for Labor Day weekend. And we were going to spend the weekend there. We knew we wouldn't be able to like work there at all. So, I mean, luckily we ran out of U Yale. We probably could have done a few more, but like the yeah. good thing is we had New York next. So we have to call what we were like, how many we shirts? Ordered, uh, I think 2000 plain white t-shirts from some random company we found on Google. Yeah. And they were like, look, we need them by Monday. He's like, that's not possible. It's like, well, look. We need them by Monday. If not, I'm going to call the next person on this list. He goes, can you do Monday afternoon? We're like, yeah, well, if that's what we got to do. He's like, can you pay right now? We're like, yeah, we'll pay right now. Just let, let's yeah, get yeah. the ball rolling. And we got that done all. And then we had an amazing weekend in New York. New York, <laughs> New York, New York was, was a lot of fun. And to touch on that, like, I mean, yeah, the first four days and even much thereafter was very similar on the road trip. Like, it got better. But New York was fun because, you know... We wouldn't have deserved a break. Not that we even really deserved it. It's more we needed it. And again, like just if we barely slept, I like Ricky didn't shower for like in the first four days. Like you didn't shower too. You showered at uh, no. I showered after UConn because we got. You water were gonna at, get a shower in Boston. Well, we were supposed to take a shower in Boston, but then we had the whole incident, yeah, and then yeah, it was yeah. like just a, a nightmare. And then when I went to shower in Boston, we found out we were out of water. Yeah. yeah. Then we went to Man's RV. They filled us up with water, but I was like, hey, we can't lose the daytime because it was like, yeah, yeah. we need this. So I was like, let's just go to Yukon. Let's just get that. So we get there. And you didn't then, shower until New York, I don't think. I, no, I didn't shower until the night before New York, the night of Yukon. Yeah, yeah before TGF Fridays. Fridays. That was good. Yeah. Oh, no, fuck. That, that was not good. They kicked us out of the bar because, yeah. because you didn't have your ID? I didn't have my ID, so they kicked us out. Ricky looks the oldest of all of us. <laughs> you I, mind you, I hadn't shaved in like a week. I'm like looking haggard. I, I look haggard. 40. And I wasn't even drinking. Yeah. I was like, I don't even want to drink. annoying. Um, so yeah, the reason New York, like, again, we could have worked through the weekend, but like New York city is like, you know, we're not, we knew from the get go, we're not getting an RV there. Luckily, um, it's a big shout out here. Yeah. Shout out to my, to David loot. I don't even want to say that. I don't know how to explain the relationship, but one of my best friends, like his brother-in-law lives in New York, has a, uh, like a logistics company, I guess some, some kind of trucking. So he knows the rules of the road. So we made sure after everything we went through, all the ordeals, I'm like, we got to call him. Because I, I, funny enough, I saw him like two weeks before, a week before the road trip at a buddy Mike's wedding. Um, and he was telling me, you know, call me if you need anything. So thank God we had him as a resource because like we, we knew we'd have to navigate our way around, but we didn't know how, 
how many rules there were oh, for yeah. trucks and like um, propane. Oh yeah, basically any vehicle over like thirty feet has a lot of restrictions in New York City, like a lot of restrictions. In the state as well. Exactly. So, anyways, we called him. He said, "Don't go this way. Go this way. Don't go on this bridge. You can't go on the lower level of of double deck bridges because of the propane on your thing." So there were so many restrictions. Thank God, and we appreciate you, David. I can, cannot thank you enough. Yeah. Without him, we would have probably been a lot more trouble. So. He helped us, like he said, you know, park it at my shop, leave it there, go have fun for the weekend. So we got a hotel, we got to relax and recover, sleep in a proper bed. Like we, we were, that was, it was a week. We had one week before we got to New York, right? Yeah, we left on the Monday, we it, got to New York on the Friday. It felt like we lived for a month in that RV at that point. The yeah. girls were just like, you know, Becca and Danielle were like, they were, that's what they came for. They were looking forward to that. And like, finally got there. And I can say, we, we kind of skipped forward, but it was one of the funnest Definitely the funnest weekend in New York I had because I've never gone with f- friends, I don't think. Maybe like back in the day, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. Um, we like did a lot of walks. Day, remember me and you, me and George walked, I think, like seven or eight kilometers from the last hotel day. to Soho. No, that was like the second day, I think, because the girls went shopping. Or no, you guys went to get your test, and then you met Mike. Oh, yeah. Me and you walked through like four different little boroughs or something to get to Soho House. And then we, we were spent looking for merch. After, yeah, we were looking for merch and whatever, yeah, just yeah. like random items. And then we went to Soho House, and we had such a fun afternoon there. And then from there, we went to Beer Garden. That place, was, I had a and good time. And then we time. went to dinner, Budokan, for my birthday. Yeah. Because that it's, was my birthday. Yeah. 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 It sucked, too, because Becca was looking forward to it most to go for, like, fashion-related purposes and all that. And, like, just to just see the city, whatever. And, like, got sick. The day, like, leading up to yeah. that day, how the state go, didn't go to Beer Garden. And then Budokan, she yeah. came out like, you know, muscle like, strength, but yeah. yeah, like didn't enjoy it. Like we went to Marquee the first night in, in New York. We saw Loud Luxury there and we met the Barstool guys. That was super cool. Okay. So that's actually a good segue because I forgot about that. Somehow we have a, like, we obviously, you know, shout out to, to, to Joe and Andrew. Like, you know, we go, when I mean, you go farther back, we, we kind of all go way back, but this trip made it even crazier. Like, sorry, it was the coincidences were even crazier because historically we've somehow been in cities that they were they were in, and I'm like no joke. This is always almost always been coincidence. Like yeah, when you went to see when you went to see them in Copenhagen, okay, they were it's just cool in Europe, bit, yeah, yeah. But still, it worked out. Yeah. But this trip, how many cities were they in that we were in at the same? Just coincidentally. Yeah, I think New was, York. Was it just New York and maybe just two? Maybe it was New York, Texas. Yeah, New York and Texas. Was that it? I think there was somewhere else, but we didn't go. It was somewhere that was like supposed to be close by for us. Like that, that we were debating driving through, but yeah. we didn't. And this is jumping ahead, but they, yes, we saw them in Marquee. We kind of knew they, like that one we kind of knew was yeah. going to line up properly. Yeah, and it did. But then we saw them randomly at Texas A&M near the end of our, no, the beginning of the second the beginning half. beginning of the second leg. Uh, your beginning of the, the second, second leg. leg. Yeah. We saw them at Texas A&M during their home, during the uh, Alabama game weekend. Yeah. This is kind of a, sp- I guess I'll jump to this part. Should I, yeah. I jumped to them. So. We went to Texas A&M, um, and Alabama was playing A&M that weekend. Alabama is obviously one of the best schools in the – is the best school probably in the country. Up at that point, they're ranked number one. This is uh, – this, this would have been our second time going to see them. So we said, you know what? We're not going to go to that game. Uh, funny enough, like that, that was where Loud Luxury was playing. They are playing that game. There was a lot of parties, people in town. So Alabama was playing at Texas A&M at Kyle Field, and we were there. We went to see Loud Luxury. We're like, we're not going to the game. Also because we had just seen Alabama play Florida a few weeks before that. And tickets are expensive. Like Their pricing is 200 bucks for like upper bowl. It's Alabama. Texas A&M was an unranked team. They were like two and three. I'm like, yeah, there's no point. They're going to get pumped. But I was like, what if they upset them? That'd be pretty crazy. 
So that was we left to go. Where did we go? Um, we left Texas and we didn't go to Arlington. No, we stayed in Texas, right? Yeah, we stayed in Texas. We went. To, we went north. It'll come to us. I can't remember where we went. But the point is, we decided not to go see Alabama because like, Austin. we went to Austin. Austin City Limits. We went to Austin City Limits, which which it makes up for it. Yeah. But the thing that sucks is like we almost saw an upset. We almost saw Florida upset um, Alabama. Alabama at the at the swamp in Florida. That was crazy. But we left Texas A and M because we're like they're gonna get blown out. We're going to Austin City Limits. Texas A and M upset Alabama that the game, last second and it was one of like the of the craziest games of the yeah, year that everyone stormed seven. the field. Could have been there. We actually yeah. even got invited to go to a box. That guy invited us to go to yeah, his, his box. Yeah, we didn't go. Um, Anyways. Yeah, let, we'll jump back because then we'll do Texas. This, we'll do the second leg. How, where, so where, we're after New York. Been, what time are we at right now? We, Probably, what, an hour-ish? 40, 40 oh, so we're good. Yeah, we're good. I feel like we've been talking for two hours. So we, uh, so we did, after New York, it kind of, the girls left us. And it was just me and George for a couple of days. Then we had DB. We shipped some merch down to Plunk's house. Yeah. Down in Philly. So... The re- like the next kind of week or so was it was me and George for a couple of days. Then DB came again, so the vibes are high. We ended up staying at Temple for three days. And Temple people shit on Philly all the time, but I actually thought the people of Temple were really nice. Yeah, they were really cool. The streets in Philly are tough because they're all like small one way streets where people drive on both si- uh, people park on both sides. Yeah. So maneuvering the RV was a mission, but overall I liked Philly too. Um, what are your thoughts on Philly cheesesteaks? I was you know what's so funny. I was just gonna ask you. I'm fucking starving right now too. I have not eaten. I'm uh, just going to go on record here. I'm just on a muscle strength not to get like cranky at any point because I have not eaten at all today. Yeah, that's crazy. Literally not li- anything. I've just drank liquid. Yeah, that's crazy. But not about me. What? And talking about cheesesteak's going to suck now, but um, what well, do you We think? went to that place. What was it called? I forget. It was a super like generic touristy spot. There's, for it's a corner. It's a corner. It's One like is called like kind of thing. John's or the King of st- something. Like John's King of Steaks yeah. or something. I forget the name, but anyone who's been to Philly... It's like a corner. There's one. Uh, yeah, it's a staple for tours. Yeah, they're like, I think the original cheesesteak places, they're literally across the street from each other. One guy kept the very vintage look. It looks like it's from the like, yeah. 1960s. And one guy is like updated to be the more like Vegasy, glitz and glamour, yeah. neon signs. But they're both the same. They're both old. And they're like staples that everyone says, go visit them. They might not be the and best cheesesteaks, but they say those are the originals. Yeah, I, I thought they're overrated. I'm not a big cheesesteak guy. Once it's too like wet and like cheesy, I just don't enjoy it. I like, I love, like, it's che- literally cheese was, I love it, thinking about it right now, but, like, yeah, it, and because I guess there's better ones in the city now, they rate, like, they, um, you can look up the best ones and read reviews, and, like, those ones are more like the commercialized ones where you go as, like, a tourist, Touristy, yeah, tourist but, sports. um, my shoe, hang on, um, yeah, I thought it was whatever, like, there's a lot of foods that cities are known for, the cheesesteaks, meh, it's, whatever yeah i i that was whatever yeah so we did temple from temple we moved on we did um we saw remember the football the baseball game we saw phillies philadelphia phillies versus oh i forgot about that and we paid twelve dollars yeah we saw that was nine dollars flying in yeah db was flying in and me and george we just parked there because we were gonna do a little bit of work outside the stadium and we're like let's check out cheap tickets are because the phillies were making a playoff run they were like if they're if they're cheap Oh, the Phillies. Yeah, sorry. I forgot the name. And they were, playing sorry, the, yeah, yeah. they were playing the Nationals, I think. No. Rockies? The Ro- Rockies. Yeah, you're right. Rockies? So I remember George is driving. We're looking for a parking spot. And he's like, oh, and, I see. And you didn't care to go either. I didn't care to go at yeah, all. So no I'm not desire. a big baseball guy. Yeah. I think the tickets were $9 American each for row 12 first baseline. Oh, are you sh- a row nine or Closer. Something. They were like, yeah. They were crazy. It was like nice. just off the dugout. Like literally both $9 each ticket. 
with like fees that came to like what ten bucks a ticket. I think it was yeah twenty four dollars total yeah. or something. Parsons, I literally I, I bought them before I could even tell George the price. I was like George, guess how much your tickets are? And he was like I don't know, fifty bucks each. I was like no, keep going. By the time he got down to the fact that they were nine dollars, I'd already had them bought yeah. and paid for. And we, we listen, like I wanted to go because like it's cool to see stadiums. Like I've like I've, I don't like baseball as much as I used to, but going to the stadiums is cool and. That was a fun, a nice stadium. Very like, it, it feels like a very like industrial blue collar type vibe stadium. The food's pretty cool. They have these, uh, those fucking fries were incredible. I don't know, I swear there, but those they, fries they were amazing. And it's such an interesting way that like, that's one thing too is because we did get to, we were fortunate to go to a lot of sporting events and different like stadiums. Maybe because we're just used to it here, like going to Scotiabank Arena or going to Sky Dome. The food culture at, so the I guess the food culture and like the, I guess the, just the atmosphere at, at sporting events in the States feels so different than in Canada. Like, you know, we have like, it just feels here like it's more corporate and there's yeah, more a good way authentic. To put it. Yeah. Cause even like, even Sky Dome or Rogers Center, like it's, it's not new, it's old, but you know, it's like Pizza Nova for instance, or it's there's ads it's, everywhere. It's, it's exactly. Very it's very yeah. like, it's not, there's nothing special about it where someone's like, Oh, I have to go to the stadium because they have this special thing. Whereas like you go to these stadiums and they're each stadium in the States, doesn't matter where you go. For the most part, they're like known for something. They have like a vendor that's like, you have to try this thing there. Yeah. And I just think it's so it's so cool. And this is what else is interesting is that there there's this, I guess famous fries, these crab fries or something. They're really good. They're like seasoned fries. Picture like five guys seasoned French fries. Similar. Yeah. But the way they served it, and keep in mind, we were there during the COVID. pandemic, full stadium, and it's like self-serve. So the fries, it's such a popular spot, I guess, that they just fill up. Like containers of fries, and you just walk up, grab them, grab your cheese sauce, grab your ribs, like you self serve. Like it just has. But they got like like tens of them just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like fries falling over the edges, like on the yeah, floor. Yeah. People are stepping on mashed potatoes. Basically, it's just cool. Like, it was it, cool. You know, and we're that's another thing too. Just being, so, I was so so happy and so grateful. Like despite everything going poorly, like when you actually stop and think about like how you know how much worse it could be. I don't know. I just it was so cool being in the states, and yes, we listen. We were very cautious, and every state had different measures. Like New York, you can tell was a lot more strict than say like Florida was. Um, but it was really cool to be able to do those things while we were down there. Yeah. Philly was cool, and then DB flew into Philly too, which so that helps the vibe. So you know the energy. You got a new person that's coming in because again, me and George have been sleeping on this mattress that is the size of a I don't know. Like a pillow. Yeah, not even a, a pillow. Thickness they're of a they're pillow. literally yes. like, yeah, two inches, four inches thick on this mattress. Yeah. Like, terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. rough. So then where did we go? We're from Philly, we went down south. I think we went through. Oh, well, DB was with us in Philly. Washington. We did. Then we did Washington. Because we did. DB was stayed in Philly a little bit, but we went down to Maryland. Baltimore. Yeah, because remember we saw the football game? Or we were going to go to football But what game? did we do? No, no. wait. On the Saturday. The Saturday was the Maryland game. Yeah, we didn't go. But yeah, and that one kind of was a dud because like, I think Howard the home, was the shit. people were the, the students there were super friendly to us, um, but they were playing Howard, which is like a, a you know not a big sports school. Um, so the parking lot was like empty, and the people that came to hang out with us told us, you know, if you came last week, it was our homecoming, like it was slammed. So yeah, kind of missed the bullet on that yeah, one. Fine. We didn't go to the game, um, and that was the day we drove over to Washington, no, we didn't the Washington, stadium. Yeah. Parking in <laughs> Washington that was kind of sketchy. I forgot about that. We parked. Um, Actually, we didn't talk about that. We've parked in Walmart. So what we did was we parked the RV every night oh in a Walmart God, parking lot. About this. If anybody followed our social media, Ricky specifically, like we literally lived at Walmart's, and it's you know whether it's a, a travel hack, whatever you want to call it, but uh, Walmart corporate um, corporate Walmart, like the head office, I guess they have this policy where like yeah yeah they let RVs park um, they, par they let RVs park in the parking lots for. A, 
it's on their website, yeah. And and it's the, it's at the discretion of each individual Walmart, but for the most part, it's um they I get, I'm assuming they do it because then if you're parking there, you're gonna use their resources and their facilities and buy stuff, which seems like a smart business model. We parked at a Walmart every single night um, through America. Never had a hard time once. But the f- and it, it was never like sketchy because there's lights on, there's cameras, people patrols, not scary. But the one time in Washington was just I think it was just me and Rick. DB might have been with us at that point, and we were sleeping in a Walmart, and we didn't like usually we'll we don't sorry we don't even have to look up if it's a safe area because typically we're not in bad areas. But I know Washington and Baltimore specifically are notorious for like having bad crime, whatever. So as we're like starting to fall asleep, we start hearing like music blaring, and we're again in a Walmart parking lot, but we're hearing like it sounds like a party's going on. We start peeking out the window, we see some cars, but we don't know what's going on. We're like, whatever, we'll probably go away soon. It's at like midnight at this point, and the next day is a Washington game. It's a one o'clock game. We try to fall asleep, we still hear it. So we're googling like, hey, is this a bad area? We're like, what? why is that? What's going on here? And we literally are googling like this area that we're in, and it turns out it has like it's in the top ten percentile of crime rates in like America. Top 10 is probably very general. Like, it's kind of like not, I don't know, they're not going to like die, but it said car thefts and crime, like theft and burglary and all that were pretty high. So anyways, it was a little bit dicey to sleep, but we made it through the night. We survived. That was the only kind of place that was kind of sketchy and we got a little bit worried. Um, but to the point about using Walmart parking lots, even if you're on a car road trip, you can park in a Walmart. And I cannot say how grateful I cannot say enough good things about how Walmart treats people and all that stuff. They never give you a hard time. Um, you can go in there, like we, we go in there in their washrooms, brush our teeth, use the facilities every morning, walk around, shop. Honestly, I, I can safely say I love Walmart. Like it just even American Walmart, you can get anything. Like we bought football gear, we bought whatever we needed. Walmart yeah. had it. There was I don't think there was anything they ever did not have. Um, we had a hard, some, there was a couple of stores that gave us a hard time. Don't need to go into like detail, but they kind of like, you know, you can't park here. And we're just like, yes, we know we can. I guess the people that were at those stores, I guess, didn't know the policy. Yeah, like lower level management. But it was two stores out of how many? 50 days? Because I don't think we parked anywhere but Walmart. No. Always Walmart. I fucking missed that, man. Walmart like, Supercenter, so- too. We, the, those are, you had to park at the Supercenter because they're bigger, they're nicer. They have the hot food tables, yeah, all that. that stuff. Every morning, I'd walk in on the, on, during my morning, we have an espresso in the RV. I'd walk in there with my toiletry bag and I'd walk in, I'd buy three chocolate, uh, white macadamia chocolate chip cookies every single morning. I have three cookies or I'd have two and I'd give one to whoever I was with, brush my teeth and I'd walk out, pay my $1. Some places didn't even charge me tax on it actually. That was a really fun experience. Like even just like shopping at Walmart and, um, buying jerseys. Yeah. The other thing too was like, you know, Ricky had this policy for the company, which I respect. He's, he's always been the, the kind of that. I wouldn't say, I guess frugal is a good word. Like you're yeah, just, yeah. you look for a good deal. Yeah, yeah. So Ricky sent this policy day one, back when we crossed the border. He even told like Becca and Danielle, like said, you know, you guys will have a budget. If it's over a dollar, we can't buy it. And like, this was like figuratively, like if it, you know, if it was like the six pack, but it was like a dollar per pack or under, you know, yeah. like we could do it. Or if it was a good deal, if it was on sale. So it made us cognizant of what we were buying. So, but then it got to the point where like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Like, when are we ever going to be like forced yeah. to like live on a budget and eat ramen every night? Um, so because of that, and we, you know, naturally we're trying to save our money and increase our runway. We were looking for the deals every Walmart we were in. And to the point where like, for, I think for one week straight, this is as the trip went on, like our pantry was just stocked with $1 ramens and $1 soups and $1 frozen meals. And I think for like a few days straight, all we did was eat, like eat frozen meals and dinners. Our dinners probably cost us like whether we were four people or three people probably cost like $7 yeah. for all of us to eat. And, uh, you know, I mean, 
I like nice things. I eat like nice steaks and all that stuff. But I tell you, like surviving off that stuff for a while, it was fun. I mean, it got tiring, but it was like it was fun. It was interesting to see, like you know, how long can we go doing this and and you know, giving up kind of the luxuries in life that you enjoy. Yeah. And, we're and it was the, so bad. It was honestly, I I'm gonna we were eating tonight. things we would normally not eat consistently too, right? Like we had days where we were having our sandwiches every day, like with just regular, ham and cheese, like plain yeah, ham and cheese, bread. like white Dempster's bread and mayo. You know, we'd slap it together dead. quickly. Okay, no, guys, everyone go. Take your turns eating while we keep working and whatever. What's, I have a question. <laughs> what, of all the things you had at Walmart or we bought anywhere to eat or anything you cooked or made up, one thing that you wish you could have right now? Right now? Even if, like, it could be a sandwich or it could be a one specific, like a snack. Nah, those cookies. Like, those cookies now, just like, it just reminds me of, like, my morning routine because that was my morning routine on the RV. I'd wake up. Grab my little Calvin Klein toiletry bag with my toothbrush and my floss and everything. I'd go in there. I already had my espresso, so I'd grab my cookies on the way to the bathroom. You know, after your morning espresso, we all know what happens in the bathroom. <laughs> and I'd eat my cookies there. I was, was wondering if you were going to allude to that at all. Yeah, like, I, I, I was wondering if you were going to reference it in any way. So I'd go to the bathroom. And you know, like, I take my time in the bathroom. There's no rush. Not like we're in a rush at 8 a.m. in the morning when we're at Walmart. Like, everyone's taking calls, you know, calling their families, their partners, their friends. Yeah. So it was kind of chill. So I'd have my cookies, like enjoy, I'd brush my teeth, and carry on with my day. So the cookies are hands down what I miss because we don't have the same cookies here. They, I, I don't know if they even have the like. I know they have cookies and they have they make them in house, but I don't know if they're just different or they just don't it's taste. Really the same. You put a lot of thought into this. I've had them since. <laughs> it's not the same. But I'm on a diet now. 2022, getting jacked. Yeah. There's. Uh, what about you? What's yours? Yeah, there's only one thing because I, I can think about it because I actually looked for it here. Is uh, Velasic Tabasco flavored pickles? Did you find them anywhere? They don't have them. So I was at No Frills the other day, like uh, grocery shopping, and I was looking, and there was like the same Velasic pickles, but there's no Tabasco flavor. So I guess it is only an American thing. You just put Tabasco in them? I guess can you or not? What they say? Oh, maybe I should try it though to see. I never thought about that. It's kind of pretty obvious. Um, But yeah, there's these like Velasic pickle spears, and like I. I'm a big fan of pickles. Anything pickled, really. We ha- at any given time, there was like four different jars of pickles. Yeah. In the, in the because then y'all like some too. Like we all kind of got. loved them. Yeah, yeah. Becca's gotten into I was them the now. only one that didn't. So I like anything pick. Like I'll eat pickled vegetables, anything pickled beets, whatever it is. But I love pickles. But I don't like pickle spears for some reason. Historically, I like like having a whole pickle, but chopping it into a spear. It's just less soggy, more crunchy. If that makes sense. But then Yell bought these pickle spears, and I was like, oh, they're pretty good. I got to mind them. And then we found the Tabasco pickle spears when we were in a, in a thing one day, and like. I can't even explain how good they are. Like, I, I can't. I melt this water right now. Not because I haven't eaten, because they are just My man's the hungry. perfect amount of spice and pickledness and sour. Oh, the best. So if you if you have any way to get, if anyone knows if they are sold in Canada, please advise. Um, if not, and you're in the States, go to Walmart and buy Tabasco, Velasic, or Velasic Tabasco pickle spears. <sighs> Fire. Anyways, on to the next topic. Um but yeah, living in the RV, living in Walmarts. I, I just, then we made it down to Florida after that, right? Like that was my favorite part. I think. No, I, like my, I think my favorite state, and I I'm not gonna dive into why, but I like all right, we can, but I don't really think people care enough. But I think I just like I had the most fun, um, because it was easy. Like roads are big, the, the Walmarts are park, massive. Yeah, parking the RV was yeah. never an issue. You know, like we we met up with some the frats that we were part of that yeah. we were part of. We met up with some houses there, which was pretty cool. We met like one of the funniest TikTokers ever, Hood Meals. Shout out Hood Meals. Yeah, shout out to Hood Meals. I'm probably most people will know Hood Meals. Yeah. Ricky, 
that we can't we maybe save that one for another time but like that was a funny like he is he is exactly how you his tiktoks and his he's exactly the same he's authentic he is exactly who he is he is who he is he was so funny and and he came with us to the uh the game i mentioned earlier the football game the florida alabama game we got him a ticket he came with us i was eating this turkey leg he's like I don't want to do his impression. Yeah. I don't want to impress anybody. He's like, where'd you get that turkey leg? And we went and waited. We, I was lucky to get in line. It was short. It was like five people. It was still moving really slow. And we went before halftime. He wanted one. It was like an hour, a 30-minute line, long line. Stocked up on food. Oh, man. That game was so much fun. I, that I don't, whole day was just fun. Yeah. I think that Florida game... It would have been one of the more... It was one of the more funny, more enjoyable sporting experiences. Um that I had, like getting to walk through campus, like like seeing Alabama come in to play Florida. And Florida Historic has been a really, really good school. They haven't been that great in years, but they're like really good school. And it was like a very close game. Came um, down to the last possession. Literally the last play. Alabama came down and scored. Um, but, you know, like going to that game, people walking through campus onto Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, which is like, or into Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, which is on campus. It's just so cool, like the tailgating on campus. Like there was literally cars lined up in, on, the, like on the campus streets leading to the stadium. We had this good spot on the RV lot. Like, it's just, it's yeah. Like flo- I don't know. I love I'm, that. I remember we went out that night, and t- at the bar you couldn't just pay. You had to set up a tab. So I set up a tab, and then I forget my credit card at the bar. Remember that? Like, yeah, yeah. And you- I had to go back at like two a.m. because I realized I forgot it. And I was cr- I was like tired and staying back because I had to drive the next day. Yeah, so I think and I moved and I moved to the Walmart. Yeah, and then you forgot the card, and then you guys had the Uber back. Uber back to go get it. That was a mission. Where did we drive that day? That was so long. That's why I had to. I think we went from Tallahassee down. No, because Florida. No, Tallahassee. Gainesville. We had to drive. Oh, we went to the Jaguars game the next day. Yeah, we went to Jacksonville. And I didn't drink so, so that could I could drive, get us yeah. to the Jaguars yeah. game. And that was a trash game. We saw it. We went to the Jaguars. So we had a choice. We went to go see. Um, we went to go see. No, we screwed we had one. a choice between the Jaguars and Broncos, which which we went because DB's a Broncos yeah. fan. Or we could have gone to see Tampa versus who? <sighs> Maybe Philly? Tampa versus somebody, but it was Tampa. Tom Brady, the GOAT. But we went, I told, I made, I think with DB, we made a deal. Like I said, you know, like we let him choose because, you know, we saw he came later. And I said, you know, we made some kind of agreement. Like, oh, we'll go here. I'll drive. But then, you know, we got we to gotta get a thousand downloads the next week. We made something up, whatever. So we went. And honestly, being at any football game is fun. The game was not great, but it was cool to see Trevor Lawrence. Tickets were cheap. Yeah, we had good seats. We, had, we were lower bowl, rolled 10. But I can get, I, you can mark my words. I don't know about you. I will. I've seen Jacksonville now three times. Is it three or twice? You saw him three. I've seen I've him seen twice. Three, yeah, twice. I will never go see Jacksonville Jaguars play yeah, any team ever tough. anywhere. Um, and like even at, we went to see them in Nashville years ago, and there was at Nashville Stay our team. And it was the, it was a nine six game. But anyway, not the point. But yeah, that was another game we saw. Still fun. Yeah, still fun. And, and then we went out to that bar. Uh, we went to like Buffalo Wild Wing to work and. Have dinner, oh, man. Because we have to go because then I flew out after. I'm the washroom. Yeah, yeah, and then well, I'll, I'll start getting into the second leg. So I'll talk about the drive now. So that was basically the end of the first leg of the trip. So the first leg is we came back because my brother John was getting married. Shout out John because he'll probably listen to this. Uh, so John was getting married, so I came back a week early because we had a stag. Georgie and DB kind of wrapped up Florida with uh, they did Tampa, they did Fort Myers, and a couple other spots. So then we came back. We had John's wedding, which was a lot of fun. They got married, and George and DB and myself, obviously, were all there. 
So that was good. But we left the RV down in Florida because we wanted to obviously do Texas. We didn't have enough time to do Texas. And we said, you know what? Let's just leave the RV down there because the second month to rent the RV was like half the price of the first month. So let's leave it down there. We'll drive down there. We'll fly down there, drive the RV, and then we'll take it from Florida to Texas. Texas, we'll make our way back home. Well, DB unfortunately couldn't come down with us. So we had two of our actual kind of entry-level position guys. They came down. Shout out Marcello and Coltrane if you guys are listening to this. And so I flew down. Marcello flew down, who was our marketing coordinator at the time. He flew down to meet me. And we drove from Florida to Texas in three days. And we stopped off at schools along the way, too, which was wild. So we did, I want to say we drove from, I picked him up in Fort Myers. Then we went from Fort Myers. We went all the way to, I think, Gainesville. And we did University of Florida. And we did all right there. Then from there, we went to Louisiana. And we did uh, LSU, Louisiana State University. I don't think, Danielle, you don't even know this story. So I'm telling Danielle for the first time. So we went to Louisiana State University. And again, in Louisiana, there's not much. It's kind of like... It's kind of like swampy land, but uh, people were really nice and we had a good spot. We ended up meeting a lot of really cool people too, which was super cool. Then from Louisiana, I didn't know this too, but you know, Alabama has a shoreline. I didn't know that until we drove by it. Alabama Shore. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time. Apparently there's a TV show, I think, based Alabama on Alabama Shore. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I think. So. I think. So we ended up driving from Louisiana past Alabama and that's when we, we got into Texas and we stopped off at, I can't remember which school, but I think it was maybe the University of Houston was I think the first. And we, we set up shop there and that's when Coltrane and George flew in. Marcello. No, Marcello was with me. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Col you and George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. and Coltrane flew in. So then we were four of us for the weekend in Texas and that's when we did the Texas A&M and then we did Austin City Limits, which shout out to Curtis. Man, huge plug on that one. That was uh, awesome. Yeah, we got to go basically like VIP front row for Billie Eilish. We walked a, by yeah, like the biggest timing. festival in Texas. You, what do you think about Austin City Limits? I thought it was cool. Like, would I go again? No. But I thought it was cool. Okay, so, like, do you think the cool, like, the vibe, where it is is cool, the yeah, vibe? Yeah, the, the, the venue itself was was pretty cool. Like, I always like seeing the city in the background, like, mm -hmm. where Billie Eilish stage was, the main stage. Um, but to me, like, it, I, like, I'd much rather do Coachella or Lala than Austin City Limits. Yeah, that's fair. Like, is it better than Digital Dreams or Veld or one of these, like, Toronto local ones? Yeah, 100%. Because it is big and it is cool because it's all over the place. But I don't know. I just feel like Lollapalooza is, in my opinion, better. And Coachella, obviously, way better. So I put it there. Better than tr the Toronto festivals. Not as good as Lala or Coachella. I just wonder if you go to... I didn't even think about that. Go to Coachella this year. That's what I thought you were going to do for your birthday. Well, I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. I'm, I'm down for Coachella. I'm doing something this year. I'm down for Coachella. I never thought about or that. Or maybe New York. I, do, I can do Iceland too, a little Iceland trip. I was actually thinking about this. I was, we'll talk about it. Okay, I have we'll some talk, ideas. We'll talk have some ideas. Maybe that's next week's episode. You never know, guys. <laughs> George's birthday planning. Um, but yeah, so we did Austin City Limits. That was super cool. And then we started making our way back north. Uh, we, Coltrane and Marcello flew home. And then it was just me and George for two weeks. And it's tough because when you lose the, the young the young guys and, you know, we didn't have the quality merch that we had when we started the road trip. We had visors and T-shirts, but again, we were running low on merch too. That's when it got tough. Those last like kind of week, week, the last 10 days, I'd say, once we lost the young guys. Uh, and you know you're making your way back home. Like we went to Baylor, cool school, but we got kicked off. Uh, we went to Texas, um, Texas Christian University, TCU, and we didn't realize they had um, a reading week. Mm -hmm. 
So we got there, 60, 80,000 person school, not a single soul on campus. So, you know, that was tough. But again, we met some cool people. Remember the frat house, the Sigma Chi frat house we went to? Where those guys were super cool. That wasn't at, TCU. Uh, it wasn't TCU. It was Arlington? school after. Texas, Texas at Arlington. Uh, University of Texas at Arlington. Yeah, maybe that was it. So we had a, a lot of ups and downs. But then again, we got to see the Tennessee Titans Monday nighter against that, the Bills. That worked out well. Like, Ricky and I were trying to figure out how we can make that work. Because, like, we were coming back up through the middle. Of, middle it's like, um, yeah, middle, Midwest of America. And we're trying to figure out how we can make it work. Because we knew Tennessee was playing the Monday nighter against Buffalo. Bills are obviously a good team now. Titans at that time, this was, Derek Henry was still yeah. healthy. Um, they were first in their in their first division. in the AFC, yeah. I think. And um, I've never seen a Monday nighter. You've seen a Monday. Nighter. I've seen a mon- I've seen one Monday nighter. But yeah, so we've only seen one game in Nashville. But you know what? That's what it was. We were at Mississippi State University, and we we're like, if we don't stay here for the game and to and to party, we can drive half the distance to Tennessee. It's probably a good thing we did that. And that, so that's what we did. We ended up leaving because we didn't see the football game because Alabama was playing Mississippi State Again, University, yeah. and they absolutely pumped them. So it was a good thing we didn't say, and then we ended up making it, and then luckily we got to see the Monday Nighter. And, and that was cool, because it was, uh, you know, being in like a city like Nashville, um, I like didn't really think about this. I don't know if you did. I didn't think about the fact that like it's Nashville and it's a Monday night, so like people are in town for the Monday Nighter, like yep. away fans. So it was packed with Bills, and Bills fans. fans. Yeah, they travel yeah. in like large numbers, and uh, we had a great day that we giving a merch, talking around. We had a, we took a wagon with we us. We had some drinks. Yeah, like, we, we had a good city. time. Um, and uh, that was a really, really, really fun experience. Being at the game, uh, obviously, because me and my pal are both like diehard Tennessee fans, getting to see them. And we actually made a choice that, um, like, we made a decision this time because we've, we've been to a lot of football games yeah. together. And typically, we always sit like sidelines, side somewhere sidelines. You, you think the sidelines, you see a lot of the action. Or even right? like corner. Sometimes yeah. you're in the corner. Sometimes second cheap, level yeah. sideline because you want to see the action. You think it's better to see all of it. And, you know, we were looking at these and they were very expensive. Very. But, yeah. Very, Two top teams, right? Yeah. Um, Monday Nighter. So we found a good price on seats in the end zone. Row 12. Yeah. Is that what it was? They were, it felt closer, though. It was really good. Like, yeah. right in the action, in the corner of the end zone. Uh, well, no, sorry, like the side of one of the end zones. Sorry, the back side of one of the end zones. And, um, yeah, honestly, it was a high-scoring game. Pretty high scoring, right? Yeah. Like 35-something or whatever. Yeah, it was like 31-24 or something. Yeah. Or no, so sh- yeah. Because it was, it was like a six-point game because that's why... I, yeah. Continue. Yeah. And uh, anyways, it was a lot of actions. It was a lot of touchdowns. Uh, we saw was, Tannehill sneak one in. We saw Derrick Henry have like a 56-yarder. No, 80-yarder. 80-yarder. And it was 80-yarder. And then we got to see Josh Allen get stuffed on the one to yeah. end the game. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Fourth and goal to win the game or to tie it. And they stuffed him. Was it? It might have been. I think it was win. down by five or six. So the touchdown was the win. Yeah. The stuff was, and they couldn't. No kick touchdown it. was the score. Was that would have tied? Tied or win? Tied. Yeah. It would have tied. Yeah. And they stopped them on fourth, and it was like to end the game. That was a really, really, really cool experience. Um, it's hard to say. That was my that's my team. So I'd say that was my favorite game to be at. But the Washington Alabama, uh, the um, Alabama Florida Alabama Florida game was also yeah. a cool experience. But that was good because that was kind of the ending of the trip. From there, we, we slowly made our way back because that was the Monday nighter. We ended up getting to London, Ontario on the Thursday night. So we stopped in Ohio, right? Next? Yeah, we did Ohio State University. Yeah, that was pretty cool and campus. that was cool. We had a good spot. We drove through like Louisiana. We stopped at a bunch, but we never found somewhere that was really good because it was only you and me, right? Louis- Louisville, not Louisiana. Louisville. Sorry, yeah. Louisville. Yeah, there was, um, it was just me and you there. That was a tough one. Louisville's cool, actually. For, uh, I never knew this, but the Kentucky Derby is, is in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Kentucky Derby track is literally behind the university. Yeah. Across the street. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Neither did I. 
was that the place where we almost got stuck under the bridge? Yeah, yeah. We had to pull a bunch of U-turns. So yeah, you guys and the RV is I think it was thirteen and a half feet. No, it's tall. So, yeah, thirteen. Yes, five. yes, yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And there were some. Usually yeah, bridges yeah. will tell you the the height. There's a big sign on the bridge, and usually a block before, so that it gives you space to turn. It'll give you a warning sign, so you can see the bridge, you see the warning sign, and you know if you can make it or not. Well, in Louisville. They didn't have that on one of the sides. So we're driving down this road. We see a bridge. We're like, shit, I don't think we're going to make this. Even up to the bridge, it didn't say anything. There was nothing on the bridge. We're like, yo, we're not going to make this. It's like nine feet, 10 feet max. So we end up like reversing into this parking lot off to the side. Why does I had to get out and like guide it back? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Not bad. It was just like unfortunate. You know what was nice though? To the whole second half from when the second half of the trip when we flew back down, you flew to Florida, I flew to Texas. The drives felt, a, I think there were a lot longer distances, but I don't Open think we had anything highways. go wrong. Yeah. We no, just nothing went wrong. wrong. Yeah. And it was kind like of we nice. We lost like heat I, some days, but again, we call our boy Jeremy and he would just yeah, figure yeah. it out for us. Oh, and it got cold. Yeah, because remember, like that was the like end of October. So by the time we hit, when we were yeah. up, uh, Ohio was okay, but we got to Ann Arbor, like in Florida, like we were in Michigan, we were freezing. Yeah. And then we ended at our alma mater, the University of Western Ontario. Yeah, well, Mustangs. Yeah, and that was uh, a fun night. Shout that out to LXA fun. boys yeah. there. All our uh, you guys killed obviously, it. Obviously, I mean, people probably know, but Rick and I were uh, in the fraternity Lambda Chi Alpha, and we don't we don't go back. We haven't been back often. Yeah, we got some chapters in the states, and then we ended at. Uh, it had just happened to work out that there was a brotherhood event going on the night. We ended in London, and we got to hang all the all the the new young bloods and everything, and, and the guy and the brothers down there. Shit. Yeah, they were and uh, you guys, yeah. Hope if they're listening, you guys are great dudes, man. That was a that was a blast. Big <laughs> shout out to you guys. You guys know exactly our Eric, Brandon. You yeah. guys killer guys. You guys are awesome. Yeah, so. that was a blast. And that was the end of the road trip. And then we came back home, and uh, and that's kind of that was it. And that was a big part. That's why we put the podcast on hold because we were traveling. We didn't want to do. We brought some of the podcast gear. I think we brought the lights and stuff because we're like maybe we'll do some. It's just. When you're out there working all day, smiling, laughing, talking with people, and trying to like, you know, create excitement around the app, it's so tough to come back and do this. Like, for anyone who thinks podcasting is easy, it's not. There's days where it's you're just not in the mood to talk to people. Oh, for sure. For so sure. It, it was definitely there's, tough. There's, so, there's times we didn't even want to talk to each other. At the yeah, end. Like, you're just exhausted. Yeah, there's times where literally we'd get inside and it's like one person's in the bedroom, one person's in the cockpit, and the other person's at the dinner room table, just yeah. sitting there. Nobody's talking to each other. We're all just catching up on life, emails, work, home, everything. Yeah. It was uh, it for myself at least the fact that it, it was like something that I was like romanticized or dreamt about doing is like an, a U.S. real like American road trip yeah. uh, in an RV too, ideally with like with friends or, or family or whoever. Um, so the fact that like I could personally get to do that with you know my best friends, girlfriend, cast, all that stuff, like it was just like having those people there made it so much more enjoyable. Even the bad times and the good, like yeah. we were just all in it together. Um, getting to have some of our employees come down, like just all the people we met, unforgettable experience. I'd honestly do a U.S. road trip again, not work related. I would do it for fun. Not I would do so it good. for like a maybe like. I'd do it so it's like 10 days to two weeks and just like be more strategic, but it was a lot of fun. I We, we saw cities and towns that we'd never otherwise yeah. see. Me and Ricky ate in truck stop gas stations I don't know how many times. Yep. Um, also, if you're going to ever drive an RV, make sure someone has a strong stomach because if you got to drain yeah. the poop tanks. That was um, this guy. He killed it. He we had a, but we got an unlucky. We won't dive into that. We had an unlucky experience and it was the, one of the most uh, traumatizing things I'd ever done. Yeah, having I to drain that I tank. But it, and like, But back to the point, like I would do it again, but 
now knowing what we know, it's like you can't just sleep on the RV every night. Like once a week, you need a hotel so you can take a proper shower, get a proper like good night's sleep. Yeah. You know, we did. Uh, this was the first time I ever used a laundromat. Um, maybe if that sounds. Like, no, but like we just have. Laundry I, I've never. Yeah, I've never used a laundromat. We went. We lost a couple shirts in the. In the mix. Oh yeah, in the wash. The yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was cool. We got to. No, no, that was I did that at your parents' place. I messed that up. Did you? I ruined my shirts. I ruined a couple of mine in the oh, laundromat. Okay, they had like this like bronzish, like oh, okay, brownish okay. stain on it. But again, the whole thing start to finish. It was one of the coolest, like most rewarding yet tiring experiences ever. Yeah, we live like people talk about it's hard living in a small like and I've I've actually lived in a condo that's approximately five hundred square feet. Um that's that was myself. We like we had at one point up to four people living in what was it, maybe two hundred square feet? No, when it's when all it's full, open. Yeah, when it's fully open, I'll probably three hundred. Yeah. It's all open. So three hundred square feet. But there's like three, four of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was days where we couldn't fully open up because we're in a Walmart parking lot where we didn't have the space to fully yeah. open up. But I, I can say, and this is um at least for myself, like I, I always believe, like, I, you know, I spent time backpacking around the world, slept in, like, you know, hostels in, in weird countries and sketchy places. And, like, you know, if you really want something, at least this is what I find, like, you know, you, you can put up with a lot. Like, people think, you know, you want nice things. Everyone likes nice things. But I think, like, you know, people can, you can push your limits pretty far and, and get out of your comfort zone. It's, like, the world's not that scary. It's not that unsafe. People are super friendly. You can survive off ramen. You can, you know, you can live off not showering for days. Um and yeah, and that's kind of the life of a startup. Like, you know, you have to be willing to make sacrifices because you can't, you know, we come from uh, family businesses, but it's also, they're, they're pretty established companies. So you can, you know, afford to, to, if you need to hire someone to take on work and responsibilities or, you know, you can outsource it to, you know, contractors, whatever it is. But you, you have a luxury of having options to do that. And when you're on a tight budget as a startup, bootstrapping, you don't have those luxuries. And yep. and it kind of teach it shows, it, it, um, yeah, it just shows you what you're capable of doing and pushes you to say, can I sacrifice this and how much can I get by with? And, you know, um, anyways, I'm kind of going on a little tangent here. But, yeah, it was it was a cool experience to see what you really need to survive with. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was an incredible experience. It taught me a lot. It, it definitely taught me a lot. And I really enjoyed it. And on that note, I think that's a good point to kind of wrap it up. Yeah. We can save other stuff for the yeah, next episodes. Yeah, and other... other- Parts of the story will come up, and then even like November and December, and like our holidays, will we'll end up coming up organically. Yeah, over the next couple episodes, and and we've got a lot of exciting guests coming up on the podcast too. Like we didn't really talk about that, but you know we've got athletes, entrepreneurs, artists. We'll have some musicians, and kind of the same stuff that you would seem to expect from us in the past. Uh, but hopefully this year we can even level it up and even get some even cooler guests, bigger guests, more exciting, and some kick-ass conversations. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited to get this podcast back going again. I know. I, di- I did miss it. Like, the November and December, when we weren't, we were back and we weren't recording. Like, even the this, this space in general, I miss coming here. I miss hanging out. And even me and you, like, we don't see each other and we don't talk as much as we were yeah. all of last well, year. So it's nice to winter, kind of Winter, you up. also, you yeah. were under the weather a little bit. You no, I wasn't under the weather. I was just on a bender. <laughs> You were crazy out. bender. Yeah, you're having a good time being single, living yeah, up. I yeah, love that's that. That's it. That's it. But so yeah, well, uh, and also for the podcast too. Like we don't, you know, you don't have to divulge too much. And obviously we're in a you know lockdown, but eventually want to start doing more stuff that incorporates the space that we have. Yeah, do fun stuff because um, have some like events in here and just have yeah. people come watch and come hang out. If you have a guest that you're friends with or you think is cool that you want to get on the you know hit up Danielle, hit us up, and then you can come watch too, and we can have some fun with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And everybody out there, it's a new year and you know, we're in a we're in a tough time in Ontario and, and Toronto and hopefully you're all staying strong and you're um you know, you got some goals that, that excite you and motivating you. But uh if you're ever out there and you wanna talk to somebody, you feel like you're alone, you're you know, you're you're tired, you're beat up, you're lonely, whatever. You went through a dark time, your pals are here. You can message anytime, you can talk to us, you can throw on an episode and listen to us talk. But if you want to talk to somebody, you need someone there, if you're feeling like lonely and during this lockdown or pandemic, message either one of us. You can reach Ricky on any social media channel, that's for sure. Um, you want to tell them what your socials are? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> At your pal Rick, uh, basically on everything. And hit me up, uh, gladly respond to you, and uh, we can chat. Georgie, what are you? G- I'm only on I'm only on Twitter right now. It's at G C Bootsalis. Because Bootsalis was taken. Pissed. Perfect. And that's uh, the basically Twitter's the only one that I'm not really on. And I'm basically only on Twitter. So there you go. So, so got if, them all covered. So if you use any channel, message Rick. If you use Twitter, you can message me. Um, you can message both of us. But yeah, everyone, gotta stay strong out there. It's a new year. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, it's a yeah. weird, weird time right now, but hopefully, uh, stay positive, stay in good spirits. If your friends are, you know, in, in rough shape, make sure you check in on them. Make sure that you're helping people out in any way you possibly can. It's important that we all stick together during this hard time. Yeah. And other than that, if you made it to the end of this, we do really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe on all YouTube, Apple, Spotify. And if you can share it with one or two of your friends, we'd really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And other than that, get a, get ready for the next couple episodes. Cause we've got some exciting stuff coming up. The pals are back. We're back, baby. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high got alone. No one thing.